0: The Watershed Voice is a community-first and community-supported publication, bringing multi-generational content to Three Rivers and St. Joseph County. The Voice is built on a homegrown collection of contributors and staffers and is a platform for local artists and writers. Literature, poetry, and music are an essential part of the Watershed Voice mission and will augment traditional, unflinching news reporting. The Watershed Voice is available at watershedvoice.com, and Watershed Voice podcasts are available on all your preferred platforms. Consider a subscription or donation to the Watershed Voice today and support local journalism. we're going to start with the question on everybody's lips and uh, you're going to tell me with uh, some height considerations to deal with which member of the 1998 Chicago Bulls
1: are you hey Doug you like what six six one six one on a good day in the right shoes all right Steve Kerr is taller than you so get (laughs) Um, although you are slightly taller than your favorite player Allen Iverson but you know It is what it is. Okay, so who am I? So this is like a BuzzFeed uh, quiz that we're taking here in real life because we're hip, I guess. (laughs) I was going to say bored, but let's
0: be the hip kind of bored.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Our age is showing. But anyway, uh, I would say, which it's a ridiculous question to begin with, the 1998 Bulls. Uh, I love basketball. I am moderately okay at the game that I love. I am also five foot eight, and uh, height is an issue for me. But let's throw height out the window because there is not <laughs> one person other than Jerry Krause that I could actually link up with as far as height goes. So I know you're going to give me some crap about this, but. I have two people that I relate to, uh, nowhere near their level of greatness, okay? But Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson. And the reason I say that is as much as I love playing the game, which in this case would be journalism, uh, I think I'm good at that. I would hope that other people would say that I'm good at that. But I think what I'm really good at is, you know, being the executive editor. Managing, you know, personalities, and dare I say, being a leader. And Phil Jackson has a massive ego, okay? He absolutely does. But he's also well studied and well read in Buddhism and Native American culture and all kinds of different things. Um, And he realized very early on, because he was a member of the New York Knicks when they won, uh, I believe two titles. So Phil Jackson was very aware from a certain point that the only way you really achieve success and Michael Jordan found this out later, uh, is by trusting the people around you and doing your best to not only make yourself better, but to make others better. And the same goes for Steve Kerr. Plus I'd like to think that, um, I have a pretty sick jump shot when absolutely no one is covering me and they're doubling Michael Jordan. So that's what I got sick the last
0: time I saw it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on my end,
0: the guy who resonated with me and granted, I haven't watched a lot of uh, the last dance. I'm way behind on it. P.S. It just ended. Just
1: Loser.
0: ended. <sighs> I already miss it. And I haven't even finished it yet. Um, I'm liking Ron Harper. Because I don't want to claim I could never be Dennis Rodman. I n- haven't had that much fun in my life as he had that one weekend when he skipped the practice to go to the the uh, NWO thing. Um, definitely not Scottie Pippen. Definitely, definitely, definitely not Michael Jordan. More on that later. But Ron I mean, you Harper. have more hair
1: than him. So. I do have that's more. Fair. Well,
0: that's why I can't be Michael Jordan because I got yeah. this beautiful do. But
1: uh, you couldn't be Dennis Rodman for the other reason, you know. So <laughs> I don't have that hair. <laughs> I may be short, but I have a full head of hair, my friend.
0: <laughs> I like Ron Harper because I feel like he's the guy who's like, he just walks in the locker room and he's like, all right, so how can I help? What, where do I fit in? Evaluating everybody's strengths and just figuring out a way to, to help the team in the same way that you said with Steve Kerr, but with an eye towards defense because uh, I always like that. And the one thing that I really noticed about Ron Harper from you know what I've seen so far is the, bar, the part where Michael Jordan was talking about that famous series and the famous shot against the Cavs, where Ron Harper was on the Cavaliers at the time. And he basically was like, they had me being guarded by Craig Elo. I thought they should have had me dra- uh, guarded by Ron Harper. He was much tougher on me. I like that he was good enough to get the attention of Michael Jordan so that a couple of years later it really seems like, and I'm just speculating wildly, Uh, that Michael Jordan was like, if you get a chance to bring this guy in, bring him on. Because A, I would love to not be guarded by this guy for a while. And B, he could really help us. So I like people like that. And I like to be a person like that, who I just walk into a situation and I'm kind of like, how can I help? And how can I fit? And how can I not get in the way, but also contribute? So that's cool uh, about Ron Harper. And then the other person that I really resonate with so we're gonna stop. We're calling Just time Just real out. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This
1: whole like not getting in the way of anyone. Did you listen to our last podcast? Or
0: I didn't say I was good at it. I said, oh, I okay, tried to. all right,
1: all right. I mean, you know, if you could physically step on me from I don't know two and a half three hours away, um, <laughs> you did the last podcast. So anyway, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I gotta get my shots in.
1: Yeah, you do. Shooters shoot, baby. Shooters (laughs) shoot. Exactly. Which is why I think the next comparison as far as you already
0: told these people that Allen Iverson is my favorite, (laughs) right? Shooters shoot. (laughs) The other is when I don't draw a lot of comparisons of myself to Michael Jordan. Very, very few. In fact, uh, not a big (laughs) golfer. He's a huge golfer. Um, he was halfway decent at baseball. I was terrible at baseball, we both like cigars, and we both like to drink and poker. He probably likes it a lot more than me. That's about it. But there's one more thing that Michael Jordan did that really was like, I could see myself doing that. <laughs> and that's when he walked away from a 3 twice. I could definitely I see myself two different times going like this is absolutely the best thing that most of these people have ever seen and will ever see. And this is incredible. And this is going to be etched on a mountain and I'm just going to go, I got to get out of here. Like I'm just going to call it here. I'm going to leave early. I am notorious for leaving parties early. I'm notorious for the Irish goodbye. Michael Jordan did that twice. You can't do the Irish goodbye when you're the most famous man in the world. But if you walk away from a three-peat just to do something else, 'Cause you're bored of, of a three peat, and then you come back and you do it again after doing a movie with Bugs Bunny, and you're like, you know, honestly, I thought this was gonna be cool. And you're like, okay, three more championships, great, what's up, bye. That I feel that. I get that. Just, you know, on to the next thing. I'm sure Michael Jordan's spending all of his time right now like whittling birds in his basement. Cause just basketball, you know, he had a time with basketball, and you know, on to the next thing. He also has great taste in shoes, and so do I. So that's the last comparison.
1: Okay, real quick. Whittling birds? You mean wooden birds? I hope to God you mean wooden birds. Of course I mean
0: wooden birds. What else would you whittle? You think I mean if anybody could whittle out of like a piece of steel, then it's Michael Jordan, but probably No, not. literally
1: you said whittling birds. That's what I'm saying whittling a live bird you are sick doug sears jr that's where your brain went not me come on man hey i listen i'm a listener (laughs) much like phil jackson and steve kerr (laughs) so on to uh more relevant topics that don't have anything to do with us comparing ourselves to current or future hall of famers um there are a few stories this week you know watershed voices there often are And one of my favorites is that uh, Saturday Market at the Huss Project is coming soon. I saw that. Um, Yeah. And, you know, many people right now in St. Joseph County and around the state and the world are getting their groceries via delivery services. Or, you know, they stock up once a month uh, to avoid large uh, crowds crowds at area box stores. Um, That's how they get their fresh local produce. It's not easy. But our friends at the Husk project and culture is not optional are making it a little easier.
0: Yeah, I saw that. And I think, uh, you know, it's a very interesting time to be having um, a, a market like that, obviously, because we are concerned about social distancing. We're concerned about exposure. I think they've made it clear right off the top. They're taking a lot of extra precautions. They have plans in place. People are going to be safe. People are going to be careful. People are going to be distant. And everybody's going to take the necessary precautions to get some, some nice produce. And, you know, as you said, avoid the, the big box store, you know, when there are large clouds, you go to the big box store. When there are large uh-huh. crowds, uh-huh. That, you go to the farmer's market.
1: Oh, I'll get you back for that. Um, <laughs> we do want to point out that, uh, the Saturday market is following safety protocols recommended by the Michigan farmers market association and will eventually offer a curbside pickup and local del- local delivery. There will be uh, updates on that in the future.
0: Another uh, story that I noticed, um, which was uh, from somebody who I feel is a very very close friend of mine. I feel like you have a pretty good relationship with this person as well. Uh, that would be Deborah Hockfrost, who wrote a very interesting piece about feeling like her voice was heard when it came to some new police vehicles um, for Three Rivers. Uh, first of all, the cars look great. Second of all, I'm completely agreeing with Deborah in her overall noticing of these more subtle police cars, more low-key police cars. I kind of feel like it's more of like, let's hide the police cars. And I don't think that's necessarily the point of a car that has a light bar on top of it to flash red and blue. So I agree with Deborah. I like that she Spoke up. I like that she spoke up in a way that wasn't confrontational and was just like, "Let's see if we can do something different." And I especially like that the community, uh, that the leadership uh, of the police department responded to her and um, and basically complied with her wishes. I think the cars look great. Little splash of purple, bright white lettering. They lo- they look really good.
1: I do just want to point out this is only one cruiser, but I hope I hope that there are more to come. Um, Deborah Hawk Frost is I don't know if you noticed but we have the same last name she's my wife uh, she is first and foremost a very talented intelligent individual and I don't even think that's a bias Doug I think you can concur with that statement I do uh, okay well she writes this column so good seeds and it's normally about you know environmental uh, issues but this story was all about um, looking at how we're connected to the world around us and you know building a community that's kind of the whole point of uh this publication in general is to be a community newspaper and that doesn't just mean covering local stories but also welcoming our you know our citizens and our county residents to participate um in this process and Deborah participated in the local uh government process. Mm-hmm. And she, like you said, did it in a way that was respectful, yet, you know, she still was able to voice her concerns. And like she said, when honest and respectful communication is a priority, uh, we can care for each other and we can care for the whole, the good of everyone. Absolutely. So so, ab- so absolutely.
0: And just a clarification, um, the reporting from Deborah was that they approved three purchases, which is, I I think I may have said there were two vehicles. I understand they've only gotten one so far. There are plans for at least two others. Am I
1: correct about that? Yeah, you are. They definitely purchased three vehicles. Um, To my knowledge, they've only put signage, the markers, on one of them. But, you know, one is a start, and it's a wonderful thing, and good positive news
0: And it's much better than, I think it was about a year ago, Bath Township near Lansing. They had that new police car that just said Popo on it. I don't think (laughs) we need to be. No, I think we're
1: going to avoid that uh, (laughs) at all costs.
0: And here's another intersection between the Hawk Frost family and the local police department. I saw your article, uh, your interview, actually, with Dr. Sergeant Sam Smolcombe, uh regarding the new communication strategy and new, new communication technology that they're integrating. Uh, why don't you tell us about that and uh, about your interview?
1: Well, Sam, Small, uh, Sam Smallcomb is a very intelligent man, but he is not a doctor. Uh, he is a detective sergeant. You did <laughs> say doctor, and I told you I would get you back. Um, I mean, but as far as like, you know, criminology and law enforcement goes, I think Sam's a pretty bright guy. I think he could get a doctorate in that. Um, basically, this new uh, feature, this new series that we're going to do, is Sam and I are going to sit down, either literally or figuratively, depending um, on the situation, as we move forward, um, to talk about issues that are of concern to the citizens of Three Rivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are calling that series, Ask a Cop. And basically, Smallcomb will answer questions from readers and our staff alike twice a month to provide a platform for in his words information sharing and clearing up misconceptions if you have a question you would like to ask the detective email watershed voice at office at watershedvoice.com, message us on our facebook page or give us a call at 269-244-6055 um, we did the interview on thursday may 7th um, and we talked about the new radio system that was recently installed across the county, you can read that story on our website, that's watershedvoice.com. So something else uh, related to Watershed Voice and local coverage. Um, I was told privately that there are a number of readers who have concerns about some of the content we've been publishing lately. specifically about the recent wave of columns concerning race. I wrote one, um, Andrea wrote one, Tori wrote one, and James Smith wrote one. Um, And given recent news, um, I think it was called for, it was pertinent. And our goal here at Watershed Voice is not necessarily to avoid controversy, but to approach controversy with a, um, you know, knowledgeable, um, you know, respect for whatever it is we're talking about. And also give the opportunity for those who maybe have been underrepresented to speak their minds. Um, the, the, uh, there have been a lot of statements that have been relayed to me like for example, we have too many columns um, about race, specifically concerning mm. African Americans. Um, and what I and what I'll say to that is, if you as a reader feel that you are underrepresented or that you would like to see more of some some other content that's focused on a different area, I want to encourage you um, uh, to. Feel free to write us a letter to the editor, submit a column, email us privately. We would love to, you know, discuss that with you. Submit a press
0: release if you have a story that you want us to cover.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, as long as it is respectful and it isn't um, in any way inaccurate, uh, we will be happy to publish those things. And... I just want to mention that, again, the purpose of the Watershed Voice is to give everyone a voice, and that includes maybe um, some folks who haven't been heard and others who, you know, have been. Like, just because we are highlighting these issues doesn't mean we can't highlight other issues, and we welcome you to highlight those issues in a respectful manner.
0: I, I think it's a very important philosophy to be willing to share anyone's voice. I feel that you and I share a, a sensibility that everybody has a story worth telling and everybody has a mindset that's at least worth experiencing. Um, I certainly th- feel like as an organization, we are willing to to listen to anybody and to speak to anybody. I don't think that extends to what we should not report or should we not speak print so to speak in other spaces but certainly if you have something that you feel is underrepresented be that advocate and and help us to represent that um so i i I think we're so far it's been managed well i think there are certain people who are very eager to speak up and certain people who might be a little bit more reticent and might be a little bit more intimidated to those people who feel intimidated i would certainly open those doors as wide as they can go we are here the emails are, you know, the emails don't shut down. We're on Twitter, um, you know, definitely respond to this podcast, respond any way you can. And if there's a conversation that you want to to have to have on the Watershed Voice, then we are ready for it. Um, but we're certainly not going to discourage any anyone else who has already put their thoughts out there from doing so again.
1: And I would just add to that briefly that um, there were also some concerns about language um used in our content and i will say this i can promise you two things one um we do allow occasional what may be considered vulgar language um for the purpose of poetry um for podcasts so on and so forth we don't want to censor anyone but secondly we will always warn you that it's coming And we'll do it in big red italicized font. Um, We obviously... Our goal is not to offend anyone. Our goal is to inform and to explore ideas. And, you know, there are things that certain folks consider horrible ideas. Other folks would consider that same idea, you know, amazing and worth exploring. Um, And it is our goal to raise the level of public discourse and make this a safe place for everyone, no matter your religion, your gender, your ethnicity, um, your sexual orientation. We want everyone to feel like they have a voice. Absolutely. That's all we're trying to do here. We're not trying to offend anyone or make, you know, if something you read makes you feel uncomfortable, um, reflect on that. And, you know, maybe try to, you know, understand why it makes you feel uncomfortable. And if it's simply that you don't like F-bombs, I understand that. I totally get it. Um, My grandma hates when I swear. So um, I don't do that in front of her. Um, And I generally don't, I don't think I've ever um, written an article for whether it was the commercial news when I worked there, other various publications. I've never used vulgar language. Um, I don't think we're planning on swearing on this podcast. You know, we've, we've no. just decided that as collaborators that we the two of us are not going to do that. No. And, I mean, for the most part, you know, Watershed Voice aims to be, again, a space for everyone. And that includes kids. That includes people who, you know, are not used to or do not um, like vulgar language. And we don't want to set a precedent that, you know, you can't, you can't go to our website because there are going to be, you know, swear words in the headlines or in the excerpts of each post that will only come in the actual post. So if someone gets on, let's say, you know, a middle schooler, whomever gets onto our website, uh, there will be a warning beforehand.
0: And I would encourage people to, uh, and I think you touched on this a little bit in general, consider their discomfort. as, you know, not necessarily the rule of law. Uh, Maybe that's going too far, but generally I feel like a lot of people have a real rich opportunity to learn, to experience things that they would not expect, but they don't because of the potential for discomfort. And I think that really, anytime you get a chance to expand your horizons, I would encourage you to do so. And I think the Watershed Voice is a great vehicle for a lot of that Um, from people who basically have a perspective that you may have never heard from before. Uh, you'll find a lot of more commonalities than you would expect with the people who post on the watershed voice. I certainly have in my time reading. Um, and, um, you know, and then you can certainly find something within yourself that you maybe didn't know what was there. You may also find a voice that will encourage you to tell a story that you didn't think was worth telling before.
1: Oh, absolutely. And if you go to our website and you scroll down, um, to the bottom. Uh, there is a link that says that says submit content, and you click on that, and it'll ask you for your name, um, your email, your phone number. Um, it'll ask you if you've published with us before, and if you have, provide your site username. If not, you know, make up a new username, and then it'll ask you what kind of submission type it will be, you can say letter of the editor, you can say column story, photo gallery, et cetera. And this is where you can drop in your, you know, Word documents or photos or whatever. Um, And we encourage you to do so. uh, Because obviously we want everyone in St. Joseph County and beyond to feel like they could be a part of this. Because it's not just me. It's not just Doug. It's not just Deborah it's all of us. So please feel free to do that. And if you have any questions or concerns, please email us at office at watershedvoice.com.
0: I think we have a prime opportunity coming up to do that right now, to be honest with you. Um, So listeners, Alec and I have already discussed a topic for our next podcast uh, where we are planning on celebrating teachers. Um, I have a teacher in mind. I have, well, of course, lots and lots and lots of teachers in mind, but we're going to narrow it down because we have to keep the podcast relatively short. Uh, but I'm going to put the challenge out to you. I would love to hear your stories of who the teachers were in your life. And in, in most cases, I think they are going to be actual professional educators, but certainly anybody who taught you anything worth knowing, I want to hear about it. Um, please write us comments on the Facebook page of this podcast, send us tweets, send us emails. If you want to go a little bit more long form, uh, if we get some good submissions, I would love to read those on the podcast because I think we need to open this up to more people. Um, and I would, and uh, so basically, that's just where I'm going to jump off on it. Is tell us about teachers, and maybe that'll give you the the first the first taste of what it feels like to tell a story, and uh, maybe it'll keep you coming back. That's what I would hope for.
1: Now, this is the point in the podcast, Doug, where you at least the last time around. Said some really ridiculous things and concerns in concern of sign-offs, um, and while I am a professional and I believe that I have integrity and self-respect, um, I am not so proud that I can't say some you know pretty crazy things. Um, so have a good day, everyone. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how dare there, you? Yes. How dare I? Um, <laughs> Speaking of vulgar language, wow. Um, but what I will say is this, Doug. In the words of a certain Flint Tropic, everybody love everybody, <laughs> and also good night and good luck. That's not taken, right?
0: I don't know. I don't think I've heard that before. That's
1: good. Yeah. 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 Somebody should have used that in like the, you know, fifties, like if they were on CBS and they were Edward R. Murrow. But anyway, (laughs) um, I will continue with my sign off that I've said, I'm pretty sure every episode since we started this thing and say our beloved listeners and Doug, you're all right. Stay safe. you find me, hope you find me. I'll be back home soon when the sunrise